Hello and welcome to the brand new EG Sport podcast with me, you and Gail. Coming up on the episode, my take on the Ryder Cup. A very special guest, plus blogger and YouTuber Aaron Gillard joins me to take apart the Russian Grand Prix. You can get in touch via EG Sport 3 on Instagram and at EG Sport 3 on Twitter. Also, my website is EG Sport. Th- Do you mind? Sorry. Do you mind? Sorry. God, you come in already and already you're making a fuss. I was just, I was just checking something was bad. I just saw a gaping hole in my back. Never mind. Well, yeah, bags have holes in them, they're yeah. fabric. It's a great start, this is. Sorry. Unbelievable. I didn't anyway, <laughs> as you can tell, Aaron's already in here and faffing. Like he usually does, but it's all right. We can move on from this. My website is uh, egspot3.wordpress.com. Like I said, Aaron's come in to talk about the Russian Grand Prix, which went over the weekend. Um, and I am delighted to say that Aaron is obviously here making noise. Since 2018. Fortunately, yes. Hello. Yeah, how Hello. are you? I'm very good, thank you very much. I hope yeah. everyone is good listening to this podcast, and uh, I hope it's all going well for you guys. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a bit difficult for you at the moment, isn't it, being an F1 fan? How, how would you say that, in a way? Well, you know, you, you support Vettel. Well, as a journalist, I think we all agree that we should... Be unbiased and have a mutual lesson that. But yes, you can understand why you say that after the circumstances that happened to Ferrari over the weekend. Uh, yeah, I don't think Vettel is going to grab another fifth title after the results. That's happened. I don't think so. No. And, and from your point of view, did you think it was a good race or not? Well, Russia has... well. It's once in a blue moon that you will get a good race round there. I mean, last year was pretty decent. This year's, it wasn't, apart from Verstappen's masterclass overtakes at the beginning of the race, the rest of it was pretty dull, to be honest. Um, I think it probably one of the worst races of the year. Uh, it's one of It's just one of those tracks where you can't race around it. But you can get an insane no. and incredible qualifying lap round. It's one of. The, it's just one of the circuits that. You can get a spectacular qualifying session, apart from the Q2 fast. Never mind about yeah, that. No, it wasn't a fast. It was just junior strategy. Oh, for some, well, yeah, No, 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 no. It was junior strategy. I don't understand what the big thing about it is. The same way as uh, everyone's worrying about what Mercedes did. Uh, what? Just, uh, just open your eyes, people. Open your eyes. Come should, on. Should we talk about the Mercedes? Because I personally, I feel that it's we'll come a, on to Mercedes at the end. Bag, we'll come on ahead. to Mercedes at the end because. For me, they're the big winners in this, and I want to I, I want to keep that till the end of this discussion. I wanted to start with Sebastian Vettel, God, because I've said for many, many, many years he is the biggest bottle job in sport, right? And nobody has ever listened to me. Oh, he's brilliant! Oh, he's brilliant! Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's a great driver. He's a good driver, but he's, he didn't know any Hamilton and Alonso. Well, I put him on the same like level as Ricardo. Ricardo, really? do you agree with me? No. The Sebastian Vettel is a bottle job. No. Do you agree with me that Sebastian? Because I know you do because you told me last week that you did. Do you agree with me that Sebastian Vettel is a bottle job? Subsequently, no. Do you believe subsequently? No. 
On his day, he can make mistakes. On his day, some people make mistakes. Has he messed up this year? Oh, yeah, of course he has. Why do you think he's 50 points behind? Hello, Joshua. Why do you think he's 50 points behind? Because, you know, there's some occasions over a season... It's the same thing like what happened with Fernando. Why is he 50 points behind? Because Hamilton's won more races and subsequently Mercedes... <laughs> Do you mind? Do you mind? That's very rude. I'm saying my opinion. It's not fair. He has to control everything. He can literally <laughs> play anything he wants. I could just blank out my opinion. But let me let me just finish my opinion. Yes, okay. Vettel, on his day, Vettel is unstop- can be unstoppable now. And it was some cases this year where we thought, all right, maybe this is this is the year a Ferrari and Vettel can finally do it. But obviously, again... Was that your phone? No, that wasn't my phone. Was that your phone? It might have been my phone. You've got your phone on. That is terrible. That is absolutely dreadful. Well, it doesn't matter. As I turn to knock my phone off. And that, that's a good start. Anyway... I just think that Mercedes this year have a... The many people say that Ferrari have the best car. No, I don't think Ferrari have the best car. Oh, you upset a many Italian fan, a many Italian people with that. No, I didn't. Vettel did. Okay. Vettel had uh, just driven normally yeah. and won the race that he should have many times. Yeah. Then right. the Italians wouldn't be sad. And anyway, it's not just Italians that are sad. Because you're sad and you're not Italian. I just think it's over. I just think it's over already. Of course it's I'm over re- I'm ready to accept Hamilton. Nah, 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 nah. It's not over. Yeah, no, Come well. on, you know it's not over. They've still yeah. got five races left. There's enough time for a Mercedes engine to go boom, boom, clap. What, twice? Yeah. You never know. An engine failure one day, or and then he has to change his engine for another race, starts at the back, gets taken out. I ex- Look, Hamilton has firmly got a hand on the side of the trophy. Hmm. Right? Absolutely. Is it over yet? Not no, quite. it's not. He's still got to come third in every race. True. Still got to come third in every race. And we know that the Red Bulls tend to like Mexico. Yeah. A bit. It tend- they tend to, despite being... Or Verstappen does anyway. Well, Verstappen, yeah. Despite, you know, being having long straights and not many corners and that. But yeah, somehow they're pretty good around there. Um, I just feel that maybe Ferrari probably should concentrate on 2019. Well, how can they concentrate on 2019 with the news that's been circulating around their team boss. Apparently, he's going to go off to Juventus. Of all the teams to go to, you never expect a Ferrari team boss to go jump in ship to Juventus. But anyway, that's just rumours at the moment. But I think Ferrari, Ferrari for the time being, they should just cancel everything for 2018. Why? Prepare for 2019. Why? So they can have a full title charge. They're still in it. Yeah, no, they're still in there. Yeah, but so it's, keep it's going. A, it's a long shot. Don't just give up. Yeah, no, they're just giving up. No, you just said they just, should just give up. No, I think they should just have one eye set on 2019. No, keep going. All right. I just feel like maybe Ferrari should maybe focus, I don't know, having a good second stage of the season rather than go all out on the first bit and then say, oh, we can afford mistakes in the second half. Because that's what's happened over the two years. They made so many mistakes in the second half, and look what's happened. Well, no, they made a lot of mistakes in the first half as well. Well, it's just the Mercedes weren't very quick in the first half, so they got away with it. I suppose. So, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not having this give up and carry on next season business. Anyway, we must move on quickly to the Mercedes. 
All right. Everyone's moaning. Everyone's moaning. Everyone and their dog. It might... Oh, it's terrible. Oh, team orders are in as well. How is it? No, it's always been the same. Come on. They used to get out of each other's cars to let the main guy go and finish the race, get half points or whatever. Get on with it. Come on. It might have been Don't a... tell me you wouldn't have done the same thing. It might have been a dull race, but hello, it was a controversial one. I'd say. Why is it controversial? Well, because people are so mixed, ba- so have a mixed reaction about it. Yeah, but it. just because someone doesn't think it's right doesn't mean it's controversial. <laughs> controversial <laughs> is like a stonewall penalty in football not being given. Or controversial is Bottas running Vettel off the track. Controversial is not. This, some people don't understand the F1. Uh, I don't understand how F1 works and think that it should all be like, no, come on, grow it's up, t- it's, get on it's, with it. It's a team sport at the end of the day, isn't it? It's a non-story. It's, it's a non-story. But you can understand why people are angry about it. No. Well, what do you mean you can't? No, it's like when people come, oh, let's get it back to the golden, uh, this is boring, let's go back to the golden age of the 80s. No, Senna and Prost won by a minute and a lap and every other moon on the planet uh-huh. was aligning with Jupiter coming in. Right? Uh, Nanini won a race one stony because the McLarens took each other out. And they want to go back to that. People go on about how brilliant it was in the 50s. Fangio pitted with like five laps left and went three laps down and still won by three minutes or something like that. And they go, come on, wake up, people. But can we talk about the, you know... Talk about what? The, the team order and that. Why? You know what? I just want to say, you know, I just want to you get a discussion going. You know? Yeah, you know, but there is no discussion. They, they were like, would you have done it? Yeah. Well, exactly. So, what's the problem? Well, you. I want to see. You know, I want to discuss why it's good and bad. It's not bad. Well, I know it's not. I know it's not bad. But, what you know, is some bad? Pe- no, some no. people will probably think it is bad, mainly because they want to see a show. They bad. want to see two drivers no. battling out on that. And you know, Bottas hasn't won. Bottas hasn't won a Grand Prix this year. What do you mean they want to hey. see? They they did see two drivers battling out. Hamilton slid it down the inside of Vettel. Vettel tried to kill him in the wall, well, and then Hamilton went down the inside at turn four. Well, well, we wouldn't say he actually killed him, but you know. No, he tried to kill him. Well, no, exactly. Well, well, but Schumacher he... did it to Barrichello, and everyone said that was dirty. Almost sent into heaven. So what's the difference? Oh, well, what's the what? difference? It doesn't matter. Anyway. No, no, it does no, matter. Okay. What's the difference? Well, it was well. The Stuarts found. Well, Stuarts did investigate, didn't they? Yes. And what was the conclusion of it? They were wrong. What do you mean they were wrong? Well, they were wrong. Well, if that was flagged up, if that was for Sta- if that was for Stappen, there's a penalty. If that was Magnussen, it was a bit of penalty. Exactly, that's my point. But Magnussen's one didn't get flagged up. But the problem, yeah, no. But the thing is, right, is the Stewards don't like getting involved in title battles. They don't. It's. It's it's obvious. It's never, they never have and they never will. They don't like getting involved in title. They, they don't like getting involved in title battles. No. If that's the case, why did Vettel get a penalty in France? That's, be, that's because it was halfway back and he took someone out. It wasn't halfway back. It was. It was the inside of the corner. I mean, it was halfway back in the season. Well, yeah. So there's still a title battle. Yeah, but there's still four drivers involved oh, in the on. title. Don't tell, don't tell me back then you didn't think Bottas was the ti- was in the title. He final. was one of the quickest guys, and if it wasn't for bad luck, he wouldn't have had any luck at all. If you're telling me that Bottas wasn't the most consistent, probably best driver in the first seven eight races, he was. Well, there you go. But you know, circums- so why why would why would you not have thought he was a title contender? Well, yeah, well, if he was a title contender, then and you said they don't get involved in title battles, why do they give? Hamilton, no, not Hamilton. Vettel. Because it's at the start of the season, they won't do it in the last five races. I promise you. Unless it's something really obvious, like Hamilton comes steaming down the inside from two hundred yards and plows into the side of someone, that makes sense. 
right? But for stuff like that, or for running them off the track, there won't be anything. There won't. Well... They won't. Um, well, I just think that, you know, it's it's a title battle. Of course, you want, you got, you still got to play it by the book. Yeah, but they don't. What do you mean they don't? They don't. They do. They never have. What do they mean they haven't? What's it? it doesn't... I promise you, if you go back through the books... 1989? Yeah. They played it by the book? That's because there was a French president and a French driver and they were bezies. Well, they were still. They still played it by the book. They were bezies. They didn't play it by the book. Well, if they still, they disqualified Senna for missing a corner. Come on. Well, yeah, because back then in the rules, say they had to complete the full race distance, and if they cut the corner, it's, a, it's somewhat gained an so advantage. So, what's it meant to that. do? Drive backwards down the track to get back to the right corner and then get disqualified for that as well? well Come on, you know, you know better well, than anyone. You, you know but, better than anyone. That uh, was. I, wait, that was hang stinking. on, hang on. I do recall back then. After the incident with Prost and Senna and that, it's good going back in time, nostalgia and that. It's terrible. It's yeah, it was ter- it was a terrible accident, horrible. Um, well, remember back then when Senna's car was pushed back, he was pushed back onto the same road, in the same dire- in the direction into the entrance of the chicane. He still went cut the chicane. Still went cut it. Right. Well, of course. It's the whole controversy is that all oh, Prost called the Stewarts and that, and you know. Of course he, he did, and he caused yeah. the crash. But let's not, but let's not argue back in the past they over were, who they were, who they were, and all no, that. No, 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 no. You just said let's go back in the past to say who did who. So why can we not now do it? Just because I'm right. Are we going on the nostalgia trip? Yeah, you just said we should. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to move on before Please I lob do. something at you, and I'm going to actually move on to the Ryder Cup. I watched a bit of it. Did you? Yeah. Cool. I love uh, golf. Well, that's good. Um, I was I was going to talk about Mollywood. I don't know um, how much you know about these two guys, but Francesco Molinari is the Open winner from this year. Tommy Fleetwood's been playing absolutely out of skin, almost won the US Open, hit a 63 on a Sunday. Um, I think he won the European Tour last year as well. They played ridiculously well. They played ridiculously well. They were 4-0 through Friday and Saturday. Beat everything that came in their way. Destroyed them. And Tommy Fleetwood lost his singles on Sunday. But that that can be excused because of how good he was. And Molinari won again. He won 5-0. He's the first person in history to win 5-0 in the Ryder Cup and win a major in the same year. And I think he's the first European to go 5-0 in the Ryder Cup as well. Absolutely outstanding performance. And what I love about them is they weren't really the two that people were talking about going into it. It was all about Woods and Rose and McElroy and Poulter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was great. It was great to see Poulter come back in. That was awesome. And he was fired up against DJ on the Sunday, Dustin Johnson. Um, the, The ones I'm disappointed with, I mean... Some of the Americans aren't getting enough credit as they deserve. Justin Thomas was brilliant. Webb Simpson was brilliant. Patrick Reed, meant to be the psycho of the doing get everyone up. No, he wasn't there. He won on Sunday, after we'd won it, but he wasn't there. And it was 
It's a bit weird. And then he's come out and he's had a go at Spieth and he's had a go at Furyk, the captain. Come on, Patrick. Come on. What, what are you doing? Another thing. Tiger Woods. He knackered. He, he just played four rounds of probably the best golf he's played in 10 years. Right? So what do we do? Oh, we'd fly him on a plane, stick him in Paris and expect him to play every match. Like, come on. What, he, he's not a superhero. It's he not, was never going to play well. He looked physically exhausted on Sunday. He didn't look well. It's it's not like, you know, the old Tiger Woods where he could literally go major to major and all, you know, he's winning in that. You know, this is Tiger that was... He's got a fused back. Is that like, he's and, had, he's and had major back rough, injuries. The rough in Paris, it was so strong. The force who had to get the ball out of anything bad. Now, I know there's a simple answer to that is hit it on the fairway. But something I struggle. But that's not good for you. Yeah. That's not good for you if you've got a fuse back. Yeah. You've got to protect him. Mickelson. I mean, if there was one thing that summed up the Ryder Cup for me, was the last shot for Phil Mickelson that gave Europe the win, where he just planted it straight in the water on the 16th. It's a big. It's a. It's a. He, he's tried to um, draw it in to the pin. He knows he's got to get a birdie to carry the match on. He's plonked it right in the water, and that that signifies for me because Mickelson was the sort of controversial captain's pick for Furyk, and Sergio Garcia was controversial captain's pick for Thomas Bjorn. Everyone was saying, "Come on, Thunder Schoffler and Rafa Cabrera Bello were were the people that they needed to get." And Sergio Garcia justified his pick brilliantly. He mm-hmm. did. He absolutely played wonderful golf. Um, but Mickelson didn't get He sat out on the Saturday. Now, what is the point of picking someone and then sitting them out all Saturday? What's the point? You played one match before the weekend. I it's mean, crazy. come on. Come on. Where's the, where's the organisation? But then Alex Noren bombed as well, signifying for me what the European tournament was like. Alex Noren bombed a, a putt on the final hole to beat Deschambeau, who's a rookie. Um, and... And it looked for all the world, DeChambeau had, had, had put it in the middle of the green, it looked for all the world that um, it was it was going to be going to be a half game, but actually Nora managed to managed to win it. Um, yeah, go on. But somehow, yeah. I mean, you know, in two years' time when they play in America, somehow America will win. Because the last time... Well, no. Was it... Wasn't it America last time who won it, or was it? They won it in Hazeltine. But what what the Americans do is they set up the course, and the PJ Tour is exactly the same. They're a bit boom boom, right? They're a bit Flintstones. Hit it as hard as you can. The rough is short, so don't worry. Just fly it as far as you can. Wedge into the green. Putt birdie. Brilliant. Round the golf national. It was set up that you had to be accurate, and that's why Webb Simpson did really well. That's why Molinari was good. That's why Fleetwood was good. It's because it was all about getting it on the fairway, playing from the fairway into the green, one putt for birdie, two putts for par, right? If someone goes in the rough, you're getting a par at best. Yeah. You're not birdieing it from the rough. Sometimes you've got to chip it out because it's that buried. So you, you, you'd think with the, the players that America have got, you look at Finau, you look at Kepka, you look at Dustin Johnson, you know, even Tiger Woods, the way he drives the ball. It's going to be set up for boom, boom, golf. Yeah. Like you get on the PJ Tour, I think it's whistling straight, so it'll be an interesting one in two years' time. But the the last thing I wanted to say on the Ryder Cup, really, um, 
was this. Is Ian Poulter will always be a legend. Oh, yeah. Whatever you think about him, he will always be a Ryder Cup legend. But that post boxer he wore, that post boxer, absolutely outstanding. Yeah. That's that's how much we rubbed it in America's faces, that one of our golfers dressed up as a post box. Well delivered. Brilliant. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> See, that? that's the perfect time to use it. Thank you. Thank you. See, okay. I'm learning. Okay. Um, but no, in, in seriousness, it was great to watch a Ryder Cup. And I know not as many people get on with golf the way I feel they should. But mm. if, if you're going to watch something that is golf, watch that. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's time for this week's special guest. Uh, earlier, I caught up with Ricky Collard of the BMW Junior Programme and winning member of the British Touring Car Championship's manufacturer title and team title with uh, Team BMW West Area Racing. Uh, so, yeah, here's what he had to say to me. Uh, we, had a, we had a nice little chat about his end of the season because obviously he wasn't in the car until about four rounds ago. Um, so, yeah, enjoy. Ricky, who would have thought four or five months ago that you would be contributing to the winning manufacturer team of the British Touring Car Championship? Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty surreal sort of moment, in, especially in, in my career as a young racing driver and, you know, something that I've always dreamed of doing. Um, obviously being associated with BMW for the last maybe two and a half to three years um, and it's my final year in the junior programme to achieve something like that. Um, you know, bodes well for maybe um, a longer future with BMW and you know, that's something that I definitely like to continue working with. And come in obviously you've done some tests in the DTM how different was the the car in terms of having to adapt to driving style maybe um going around you know the types of tracks that are in Britain as well yeah that's, I'm obviously really lucky to be able to drive all the, all the um pretty much all the race cars that BMW do at the moment um all the current race cars and you know, it's great that I get the chance to drive, you know, the GT3s, the GT4s, the DTMs, and now the BTCC. But it's it can be quite difficult going from a DTM car, which is probably one of the fastest cars, to then a BTCC, which is a completely different sort of animal. Um, but at the end of the day, it's as a young driver, you look for competition and you look for challenges. And you know, I feel that my learning, um, my learning sort of graph over the last sort of year and a half um, has been massive just with regards to all the testing um, that I've been doing in all the different types of cars, to be honest. Yeah, and you jumped straight into the BTCC, and I think it was your seventh race, the first one at Silverstone, you got your podium. How did that feel? Um, yeah, that was obviously an amazing opportunity just to be able to... Because I kind of knew going into Silverstone um, that the pace was there, but we just never really got to show it at Knockhill. Um and same with Rockingham. Rockingham was sort of slick tyres on a wet track, and then we went to Knockhill, and it was so wet that we couldn't even see, um, and they had to red flag the races. So, you know, I haven't, I didn't join it at particularly the, the luckiest sort of time uh, with regards to the weather, but then all of a sudden we went to a dry, warm Silverstone, and I said to the guys, give me a dry weekend, 
um, where the weather's fine and everything's good, and then I'll show you what I can really do. And obviously, when I said that, the pressure was really on for Silverstone because all the guys said, all right, here we go, this is your chance. And, um, yeah, to whack it on the front row in qualifying, uh, I miss out by only a hundredth of a second. A shows how close the touring cars is, and B just shows what a great car that Team BMW West Side Racing gave me. And, and obviously then to get the podium as well was, was, was epic. And, and another thing in the British Touring Car Championship is how sort of different the tracks can be. And obviously you go from Silverstone, which is a, a wide circuit, and then you go and see the type of racing you get at uh, Brands yesterday, where you can get four or five sort of in a cluster going down Pilgrim's Drop. Uh, when you sat, especially behind Colin with uh, Tom behind you yesterday, what was going through your mind in that gag of the cars? Um, well... I want to make it, it's got to be very clear that there was no real sort of team orders. Of course, I was there to help Colin and to help the team. Um, but I didn't defend any harder, um, considering there was Tom behind me than I would have anybody else. Obviously, I understood it was important for me to try and keep Tom behind me um, and try and help Colin as much as I could. But, you know, I didn't want to do anything that would sort of impede in their championship battle. And, um, yeah, it was... It is different. It's difficult because obviously you go from sort of the GP circuit of Silverstone to then a, uh, the GP circuit at Brands Hatch, but it's a lot narrower compared to what you have at Silverstone. And the undulations are a lot more, the curves are a lot more vicious because um, obviously Silverstone is an F1 standard. That's another thing. I have to adapt to the cars, but the tracks in Europe are a lot wider and a lot bigger and a lot more flowing. And then to come to the UK... Um, where the tracks are a lot narrower, a lot more undulating and, and stuff. It is really cool and it's something that I actually enjoy. Um, not something that I perfected yet I, in a touring car, but you know, I, I think these tracks have more character in the UK than they do compared to some of these tracks now that we see in Europe um, where there's just so much runoff. Um, it doesn't sort of make you feel like you're on the, the edge of your, um, your seat all the time, whereas you make a mistake at Brown's Hatch, especially out the back, it can be really costly and it can hurt. So, obviously, both you and your dad contributed to the championship this year. How big is yeah. that for your family and how's everyone feeling? Um, yeah, it's, 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 first of all, it's obviously great for me and W and, and for West Surrey and same for Colin, but you know, it'd be great to have maybe another car on the grid next year and who knows, maybe me and my dad could be teammates in, in BGCC. It'd be a bit awkward if we uh, <laughs> if we were to push each other off, I suppose, and we had Sunday roast. Yeah, I was going to say, especially with the decision that Dick's got to make the, uh, of the winter, Christmas dinner could be quite interesting. <laughs> it definitely will be quite interesting. I don't know if I'll be getting any Christmas presents this year. Nah, you better make sure you pamper up to him. Uh, well, thank you for your time anyway, Ricky, and I know you're busy today, so um, I really appreciate taking the time. That's it, mate. I appreciate it, and um, yeah, catch you later. Ricky Collard there, talking to me earlier. So, um, I'm rejoined by Aaron. Uh, Aaron, what are you up to for the rest of the week, mate? Well, we're just round... Well. For my publication, well, at the moment I'm finishing off the publication by right for the checker flag. You're finishing off the publication. What have they well, done well, to well, you well, to make you finish them off? 
Come on, they can't uh, be that uh, bad. I worded that quite wrong. Um, we're rounding off our... You're more than free to say what the publication is, mate. It's yeah. not BBC. I know. We're round. Well, we're rounding off our yeah, who is stories it? for... Who is it? Check a flag. Oh, well, there you go. There you go, Well, I know that. Yeah, I know that. People don't know that. No, the person who's listening to us now People doesn't know, know that. that. Exactly. So let them know. Right. No. I'm sorry. Express yourself. Right. You don't have to Express say sorry. Yourself. I see you just losing people. Express yourself wide, like a little fairy. Yeah. Anyway, um, as fly as like an eagle. Fly, fly eagles fly. <laughs> yeah. um, well, not so fly now after this week. Anyway, um, we're just rounding off our coverage for the Russian Grand Prix and then we're preparing for the Japanese Grand Prix back to back. So that's going to be fun to Sasuka. cover. Suzuka. Suzuka. Oh, wait, do you see um, do you see what Lee McKenzie put on Instagram yesterday? Well, um, Karoon's Car- email. <laughs> Can you bring some digestives? <laughs> <laughs> We've run out of English supplies. I love that. I, lo- I love absolutely love it. awesome. It's brilliant that. But yeah, um, just rounding off coverage from Russia and that. Also, just pretty much round r- rounding off Formula Two because that was um, somewhat interesting. St- interesting development on how that's gone down. One title, one title contenders leaves, and one enters for the final round. So yeah, well, no. What happens is, is that for some random reason, the fifth best driver in the championship is second. Well, not exactly. No, no, he's the fifth best driver in the championship. Who, who's, for those people who don't understand, it's Formula Two. So George Russell's leading the championship. Some people might not know what Formula Two is. You know, some you often see. No, Formula Two is the the championship because because that, that's, that's quite better than because, Formula One at the moment. No. No. What do you mean it's better than Formula One? The What's ra- wrong with you? The racing. It's good. because Formula One, I've told you so many times, Formula One is not a racing championship. It's not a. Ra- it's about the pursuit of excellence. If you want to watch racing, like you say, go watch Formula Two. Go watch IndyCar. Go watch touring cars. Don't give me rubbish about Formula One not being racing enough because it's not designed to be. It's not designed to be racing. Come on. This is the whole point. Of how do you make a car faster? You see Chapman with his Lotus and bolting the bloody engine to the... Come on! Okay, all right. Anyway. Formula 2, anyway, Formula 2 is the championship. Behind, um, behind underneath Formula 1, it's meant to be a feeder series. It never is because people with loads of money from Formula 3 go instead. Um, <laughs> so, basically, there's a really good guy winning, George Russell... Uh, Mercedes development driver, junior driver, junior driver. Yeah, um, he's in a bit of a pickle at the moment. Yeah, but anyway, so well, set the background for people first. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. You know this. So, so George Russell's leading. Lando Norris was in and about. He had a stinker, and now there's this guy called Alexander Albon, who's a good driver. Don't get me wrong, but people have been going on about him getting an F1 seat. And I'm just sitting there thinking, why? Well, why? Well, you know, Albon is one of those drivers that a lot of people rate. Charles Leclerc, Antonio Giovinazzi, Perry Gasly. All uh, won something. Stoffel van Dorn. All won something. Yeah. Okay, what's Alexander Albon won? What's it? What? Tell me a championship that Alexander Albon has won. He's won a couple. He, I'm sure he's won a. He's won a couple of races. Championship. Wow. Championship. He's won a race. Championship. Well, there's. Wow. There's some drivers. There's some drivers in there who haven't won, not a lot. And which drivers? Sean Galayo. Yeah, but I'm not. Luca Giotto. Yeah, but you're just picking Dross. Well, you. Where, 
Alexander Alba was once a protege of Red Bull and that. And a lot, it a doesn't lot of matter. Considered... He's not anymore. He got dropped for a reason. If he wasn't good enough for Red Bull, he's not good enough anyway. He got dropped because they, Lotus called his name and wanted him. And they dropped him because Lotus ran out of money. Okay, if it, if it was Verstappen or Sainz, would they have dropped him? Well, I don't know. Would they have dropped I him? I don't know. Would If, if that... Lotus came for Verstappen and said, hello, we have a really good kid here, can we have him? Do you think they would have got rid of him? No. So there must be a reason they got rid of Album because he's not good enough. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't won anything. Well, you do you know who hasn't won anything? Who? Antonio Giovinazzi. Yes, and that's why I said I wouldn't have put him in there. And every time he gets in an F1 car, he crashes. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. No, it's uh, exactly true. Oh, well, no, he hasn't. Oh, oh sorry, he didn't co- crash in FP1 the other day. My my apologies, Well, Antonio. he's done two Formula 1 races. He's only crashed one. Well, no, he's crashed twice in one weekend, though. So technically, if you take uh, the yeah, law of d- averages, twi- he's yeah, actually twice. crashing every race. Do you know who else? Do you know who else crashed twice in one weekend? Who? Felipe Massa. Yes. Yeah. Guess who isn't an F1 anymore? Well, because he's old. No, he's I'm retired. not saying that. No, but he's what I'm saying. No, but what I'm saying is he crashed twice in one weekend, but he also had many, many F1 races. Antonio Giovinazzi has had what two, three races? Yeah. He's crashed four times. Four times. Well, that's what do you expect in from three a, what races? Do you expect from a junior driver, someone who doesn't crash. Well, he's only crashed like. It's not a t- demolition a derby. Cal- it's not Mario Kart. It's not a Crash Bandicoot karting. It's not. Come well, on, circum- stay on the track. Circumstances happen. He hasn't crashed. He hasn't crashed this year. Wow. That's because yeah. he hasn't driven anything. He has. Oh, sorry. He drove in FP1 again. Well, he drove in. Was it Silverstone in WEC? Well, he drove a WEC this year. In a Ferrari. Yeah. GT car. No, I think, I don't think it was a GT car. It he was. Drove, no, he drove an LMP2, was it? I don't think so. I think he drove I a Ferrari. I think he drove an LMP2. He drove a Ferrari. He drove an LMP2. No, it's got to be an LMP2 car, because Guido van der Gaard posted the picture with him in one. So so he's got to have driven one at one point. So Giovinazzi was in racing team Nederland. Yes. No, he wasn't. Team for Stafford. Team for no, Stafford, more know, or less. He, you know he was in a Ferrari. He's a Ferrari driver. He was in a Ferrari GT right. car. All right. Who, all right. Let's take Giovinazzi out of the question. Who would you put in instead? Let me go and say, and we guess you're going to say, I know who it is. No, it's... Uh, I know th- you, there's I only know one person. exactly who would you pick. I, und- and I, I don't understand. I you would pick. I would, Shush. I would disagree. No, you ask me a question. You're talking over me. Yeah, Come no, on. I'm just saying. I'm just right. saying. There's one person. One person that Ferrari should have signed up so, and chucked him in a Sauber right now. He's got license points. He's winning everything. Mick Schumacher. No, no. Why, why no? Too early. Too, too early. Why is it too early? He's, he's got, yes, he's done well the second stage of the season, but he needs time. If he perfects Formula, if he goes into Formula 2, Why does he need it. time? Because if you rush him so early, he there's five races left in the championship. You have, a, you can't give. There's not enough time to prepare for Formula One. That's why he's not even signed up with a Formula One team. That's what I'm saying. Ferrari should sign him up. Check them Elba. Well, they said they were welcome open arms, but you know Mercedes. You know what for Schumacher's. You know what the Schumacher brand is like. Oh, I don't. I don't for, why Mercedes, would you, Mercedes why? name Ferrari. You know, it's such but, a conflict and that. That's why Red Bull should sign him. Snatch him up. Put him in the top. Well, Hang on, you've just said that, oh no, you're wrong. He's not ready for F1. I tell you what, Red Bull should have him. What? Yeah, Red Bull should have, Red Bull 
should have him. But and don't do what put, with him? But don't put him in F1. Why not? He's too early for F1. No, he's not. He is. What, but Leclerc is? Fine. Well, what are the Clerks doing? That's what I'm saying. So why can't Schumacher do it? Because he's, again, how old is he? He's like, Verstappen no. was too early, was he? Well, no. Verstappen was, was just, Vettel too Verstappen early. Was, a was Vettel too early? No. Well, Verstappen was, was a Vettel bit, too early? But, but, let me finish. Look at you there. But you're wrong. Dogs. What's your name? You're double standard in. No. Let me hey, listen. If you, you don't listen to my opinion, then you might understand. You might probably get somewhere where I'm going. But yeah, Verstappen, yeah, it, it, yes. He was phenomenal. He was quite good in... Was it Formula 3 in 2014? Yeah, that. He was quite good. And Red Bull took a gamble. He yeah. came second. He came second. Behind Ocon. Yeah, and... Guess who's out? Guess who potentially out of an F1 so, drive? Oh, okay. so Verstappen. Verstappen is good enough by not winning something, but Mick Schumacher isn't good enough he hasn't won by it winning yet. something. He hasn't won it yet. He's going to. How do you know? Because I can tell the future. No, you can't. Yes, I can. You can't predict. Yes, can. It's it's motorsport. You can't predict yes, motorsport. Can. Yes, can. <sighs> well, I predicted at the start of the year that Vettel would bottle it. That's what you say about Vettel all the time. Exactly, and I'm right every year. Sorry. Every single year. Anyway, I anyway, this tr- uh, we digressed. I love that. We this is digressed. Like rest from how are you doing? And we digressed. We're what? What? what now? Yeah, because I was going to go back to a conversation we had last year. We love a good debate about how you eat an apple. And I'm just trying to think if there's any other foods that we can think of. Like, how do you? Eat, how do you? If you had a round of toast, right? First a round start, of toast. Yeah, how many pieces is a round? How many pieces around? I assume well, it depends how many. Cu- it depends, really. Well, what do you think? How much? If I said, I, can say, you put I'd around the, the stand, bread? I say the stand, well, stand. I think the standard review for toast is at least two. No, 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 no. It's not at least. It's, it's a definitive. In I your, th- I, if, I, if, I think, if in your brain, if I said to you, go and make a round of toast. I say, at least, if you. If it's a round of toast, one person will probably have at least like four sl- four pieces. Four pieces. Four pieces. Four pieces. Yeah. So a Two round gr- of toast is four pieces. Well, for one person. So depends how many round depends how many people there is and how many people want toast. No, no, you no. You just times no. that by the amount of people. No, no, but but round the toast. So you think probably... that if I said, "Can you put a round of toast in for me?" I'd have four pieces of toast. Yeah. Okay. I think it's two. Well, but do you, do you have the one slice? Oh, sorry. No, no, you have two slices. No, no, no. So no, I mean, like, do you have, like, one slice of bread to cook and then you just cut it into two and then that's it? You're no, because that's still one slice of bread. So, are you saying what, that it's four what, pieces of bread or are you saying... Four slices, like, like, four slices. So, two breads, like, two slices so of bread. So, two pieces of bread? Yeah, two slices of bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, listen here. Two slices of bread... <laughs> and then you cut them, and then you cut them each by two, so you have four. Okay. Next question on toast. Oh God. How do you eat it? Do you go top or bottom first? In fact, what is the top of a piece of bread, and what's the bottom of a piece of bread? Because the top is the is like the brownie bit, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. So the bottom's the flat bit. The one that you, the bit that you put the, like the butter and the marmite in, then I I define that as the top. What? Yeah. Don't know what you want to. No, I mean like. You've got a loaf of bread. Yeah. Right? Right. You've got, like, the crust around the outside. Yeah. 
So the top bit is the brown bit on the top. I don't mean like the top is the bit you've got your butter on. So that if it dro- <laughs> come on, I thought that's what you meant. No. Oh the, no, the brown. The you got the brown bit. You got the flat bit, and then you got the sides. Yeah. So the top bit's the brown bit, right? Yeah. The like the curvy bit. I, I assume so. Yeah. 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 Cool. Next one. Which bit do you eat first? Do you go from the bottom uh, or do you go from the top? Or do you sl- do you slice it first? I, I if you have a piece of toast, do you cut the bread in half? What do you mean you cut the bread in half? But you got to toast the whole bread, are you? Are you deluded? <laughs> well, that's what you're saying. No, I mean, I don't know. No, you have it's a slice su- of bread in the toaster. No, you have a slice of bread in the toaster, right? Yeah. You get the toast, you get the toast out of the toaster. Yeah. Right? You've got your piece of bread that is toasted. It's called toast. Untoasted right? toast. Not, not a difficult discussion, this, right? Do yeah. you cut it in half or not? Well, yeah. Right. Well, what do you mean, well, yeah, some people don't, I don't. Oh, okay. Right, do you cut it in triangles? No, I cut mine in, like... Down the middle? Yeah, down the middle. Horizontally? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So then, are, are you are you eating bottom first or top first? I don't know, really, that's a... That, yeah. it, it depends, I just pick whatever the... See, I think the top's the best, so I, just, I leave it to last. I just pick whatever has, like, the good... Good, sh- like, good shading of toast on it. Right, so... Know, it, it tends to normally be at the top, but it really. But you know, sometimes you put it in a so plate. You the, plate you're it in the, the best wrong, first, worst, plate, last. Then yeah, sometimes you plate it in the wrong order, and it's like, oh, this bit doesn't match at all, and that you know, it, it just depends one of them. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you whilst making toast? The toast never cooked, untoasted toast. Well, there you go. First one out of the way. Can you believe we ended on a piece of toast? Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to share everything on the website um, if you can find it. You know, you, you know, you love it. Uh, I'll be back this time next week with more of the same. In the meantime, check my Twitter, egsport3, Instagram, egsport3, and my website, egsport3.wordpress.com. Thank you very much. Keep safe. <laughs>